Thank you for joining us. We are your hosts, Maxim Chalupa and David Tooney. We welcome you to this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell stories and learn from listening. Tina Koritik, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you for having me. Tina, you're in 10th grade? Yes. Great. Can you just kind of start with a general sort of who you are, what you like doing, and what, you know? Um, I'm in drama club, and this is my fourth year in choir. Um, so music is like really big in my life, um, and I want to pursue music at some point in my life. Cool. Um, but then I'm also in nature club and AP biology, and I love it. <laughs> Whoa, what diverse interests, right? Um, I kind of think I owe it to my sisters because they both took AP biology as sophomores, and now they're both in college studying biology. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So I like learned a lot from them and it kind of got me hooked and then I started like actually taking the class and it's probably my favorite class I've ever taken. You're in AP Bio right now? Yes. As a sophomore? Yes. Did you just like, I, I don't even know, did, did you just make that decision to do that? Is that? I yeah. Mean, okay. <laughs> okay. You had to show some prowess. Yeah, yeah. Prowess, certainly. Right? <laughs> I mean, I know you, aren't you super advanced in our math classes as well? Like, yeah. Like aren't you way ahead? What, cl- what math I'm class? in pre-calc. Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm doing as a senior. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, so be it. Everybody's got their strengths, oh, yeah. right? Just turns out Tina's also in art, you know, and has that interest, oh, yeah. too. So I've seen you on stage. You're tons of fun to watch. So. Thanks. Um, are you in a show right now? Yes, I'm in She Kills Monsters. Okay, great. And what part do you play in that? And who I'm Vera and the beholder so i play agnes she's the main character i play her best friend okay um and then the beholder's one of the monsters which she kills yeah (laughs) i mean so the title would suggest anyway um we open i think october 13th awesome i think so Okay, so it's coming up in like the next two or three weeks. Feeling good about? Uh, oh, where two you're or three weeks. Right Don't even say that. <laughs> okay, that, that's like feeling. Yeah, okay. And yet, it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so are you feeling okay? I'm excited for it. I think we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I get yeah. That. Such a great diplomatic answer. Yeah, you're not there yet, but yet is the critical word, isn't it? You know, one of the things. Um, so, I, first of all, I think, what, can you tell us, like, Obviously, you're passionate and really good at maths and sciences and have this passion also for the arts. Like you said, it comes from your sisters. Both of them are off to college. Yes. But how like how could they have given you? Can you like explain how you got that love from that? Like, is that just around the dinner table or is it just because their passions rubbed off or you're tight with them? You must be. Yeah, Um, I think it's. A little bit from them like talking about it like I remember hearing them talk about like the labs they were doing um, and like what they were reading about and they would like I would see them doing their homework and like making their outlines um, and that was like the role model that I had growing up and so I was like I want to be like that I want to do that That's so cool so what is about AP Bio then that like makes you love it so much? I see all the time like on your social medias, you just post doing AP Bio, have five pages of homework, and I love it. And I, like, <laughs> like what about that AP class for you is just so 
amazing. I don't even know. I sort of just think that biology is really, really cool because it's like stuff that we interact with in our real life. Like there are trees outside the windows right now and we're alive and there's like bacteria living on our bodies. Like it's just so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. Okay. I mean, I can appreciate the sentiment, but actually now that I'm thinking about bacteria (laughs) on my body, I'm sort of disgusting (laughs) but of course it's true oh they're good bacteria oh okay Okay. we'll we'll hope i'm telling you i'm telling you the the gaps in my knowledge in this regard is are so vast so you you could uh teach me just about everything and remind me i mean there was once upon a time i uh took this and cared but uh that's been a while now so yeah but this this translates though over to i mean deeply into this nature club yeah which i don't know you started or carl started looking so like help so your love in ap bio has translated into a new club and this new club uh, new last year or even two years ago or something i don't know how long it's been around exactly okay um i joined because my sister was in it and so i could go and she could like give me a ride home yeah um and so i think it existed for like a few years before then because the summer like towards the end of the year after like colleges got out we would have graduates come back um, and they would like meet us at our meetings after school um, and they just walk around with us and so it's been around for at least a few years so then so what happens in a um, nature club meeting so we meet every Friday after school in Carl's room um, and we go on a walk like around the cross-country trail um, and then Normally we have like something that we'll talk about at our last meeting. Um, we all like picked up a leaf on our walk and then we identified them. Um, and so we like stop by the benches, like by the shoe tree. Um, and we talk there and we are starting to take a picture every week so we can like put them all together at the end of the year and see how the seasons like change. Um, but we just go on a walk and we talk about like nature and stuff. And then we come back um, and we always get done at like 325. Nice. Uh, so, but even like, Okay, I feel like a couple of quick things need to be explained if someone listens not, you know, not mm-hmm. from Spring Lake. One of those is that Carl is, you know, the famed Carl Sineath, who's yes. our psych teacher, which you mentioned, Max, and then, but also like aficionado nature, aficionado. Yeah. He, he just mm-hmm. loves it. And I know he loves that in his own, you know, personal life and then has brought that love to, uh, to students, which is really cool. Um, and then, uh, and then also the shoe tree is a cross country because <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, we could just stop at the shoe tree, but that's a cross country thing, right? So yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, but you're not in cross. Are you in both cross- my sisters did cross country, but I'm not. But in you're it. not. Yeah. How could you add more? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. So you go walk the the cross country trails and chat about nature. Yeah. But do other components work into those chats? I mean. Yes. Um, we tend to have like larger groups, especially now that the weather's nice. Um, so we'll like, there'll be like little groups of people because it's hard to go on a walk and have like 14 people in a line across a little trail. <laughs> um, so we'll be talking like in little groups as we walk and then we'll like go around in a big group and share like our nature memories from when we were kids. Yeah. What are some of those for you? Do you have nature <laughs> memories from when you were kids? Um, I think the one that I shared was like building little like tree forts with like sticks in the forest um, and then like playing house in these little stick huts. (laughs) Yeah, cool, cool. I, so tell me, um, it's my understanding that the Nature Club is 
starting to really get big yes. and blossom. You mentioned, you know, having all these people on a trail going down, <laughs> but I think you're having even like bigger ideas or concepts yes. about what you can do and what you can achieve. And so can you discuss like what, what are, you know, what so, are we talking, what am I hinting at? Um, all we've like discussed so far is our weekly meetings, which are open to anyone. You can just show up. Um, but then over the summer we had a smaller group of like seven people, um, I think half of whom have either just graduated or graduated in previous years. Um, and we were making plans for outdoor learning spaces here at the high school. Um, so we like took a walk around the school and just like noticed places that we were like, we could put something here and make this a more usable space for classes. Um, and then we like sketched out some rough plans and we've presented them to a bunch of other teachers and to Mr. Bush and Mr. Army. Um, and we're trying to like, sort of plant down these ideas and like make them something real and get funding to make them happen. So then, so in these, you said you had like drawings and pictures made, what, what's in them? Like, I mean, explain to our, you know, listeners, like what are you envisioning? Um, our ideas are like picnic tables and benches, um, like along the sidewalks and in the big grassy areas just around the school. And then like raised garden beds with, native plants and like little information plaques um, where you can like learn about the plants that are there um, because we're about learning in nature and from nature so that you know when you're outside not only can teachers like take a class outside and like teach their lesson outside and then like break up into small groups but they don't have to only focus on you know whatever's in their class they can also you know take a little break and read this little plaque about like native flowers and like learn something new and then get back to doing like their English homework. Hmm. So w what's the process like when you, so, I mean, does Carl set up the meeting uh, initially with the, how has it been for you to present to, I'm, okay, I'm going to go back. You're probably quite comfortable with Carl yes. at this point, right? Me seeing him every week and being on these walks and having these chats. But then when you try to gather ideas and talk to them uh, about them to administration, do you, how does that go? Like, did you feel, do, are, do students have voice in those meetings? We do have voice. And that's something that Carl's been really pushing is like, he wants student involvement. Um, so like there's a bond committee, um, there's a bond like on a ballot at some point, I'm not sure when, and if it passes, then the school will get some money. And we are trying to get money set aside for these outdoor learning spaces. Um, but like a whole bunch of stuff still has to happen in order for that to happen. Yeah. But Carl's been really pushing for us to be active in like the design process and making sure that our voices are heard because we are the people who would be using these spaces every day. So like an architect that's never going to use this space shouldn't design a space that they're never going to use. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I mean, let's get, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Let's get those student um, ideas sort of put into reality. I'm glad you have sometimes or oftentimes it takes a Carl to make that happen, right? That can kind of connect you to those powers that be, right? The people making mm -hmm. decisions and stuff. But I'm so glad that Carl's then offering your voice to take hold in those meetings because you're right. I mean, you're the ones using it, experiencing it. You should be doing that. So that's really cool. That's awesome. What are some of your hopes for that space? So, okay, now we have... Um, you know, a few more benches and a few more uh, picnic tables and maybe a couple of placards. 
I mean, do you think they can be used by whole classes as like learning space or what do, what do you think? Like, could I take my class out there and run a lesson? Yeah. So, um, like the big grassy area outside of the doors, like by Carl's room, if you go right out those doors, there's like a big square. That's what we're looking at for like a full class. Um, and so we're trying to like find a way to put an area where you could like roll a whiteboard out there or like have some sort of projector um, so you could actually teach like a lesson out there, but then also like sort of out by where the buses are, um, where there's like smaller grassy areas, just putting like benches and picnic tables so that if like English classes go out and they're like, we're gonna read for 15 minutes outside, they don't have to like sit on the sit ground. Sit on the ground. If it's wet, it's one yeah. of the major complaints. It's like it's like I like doing that, but it's only good for afternoon classes because yeah. the morning classes. Man, I mean, I could really see some immediate benefit. Small groups, easy to do. But I was wondering, like, do do so do like uh, does does the whole group outdoor learning? Does it already exist? Have you been looking at other people's like uh, ideas to try to have a space for our own? I have not specifically, um, but I imagine that somebody has. And now that you mention it, I will. Yeah, great. Um, and there's also a board of like teachers. Um, from throughout the district that are working on outdoor learning yeah. spaces, like at their specific buildings. Yeah. So I imagine that they would have more experience with that than I do. Yeah. Yeah. I would think, I would think that like other schools nationwide, well, shoot, globally have, there must be designs yeah. for like whole class outdoor spaces. Cause one of my biggest issues, like when I want to do that and I've expressed this to Carl as like a, Hey, come on, let's let, <laughs> you know, shoot for this is that the hardest thing is, not necessarily my projection. I've got that theater <laughs> voice. I can, I can boom. But is like I want students sharing their ideas and getting their voices heard by mm -hmm. everyone can be kind of tricky. So, some type of amplification system or something like that would be ideal. Yeah. You know, to try to be outside a little bit more. Yeah. Interesting. I have to say I'm kind of sad about this. I, I think I need to put a new um, like a reminder in my brain to try to think about outdoors a little bit more. During COVID, I was being far more conscious because of course inside seemed more, mm -hmm. oh, scary or something. So I was like, let's push outside and um, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, I'll try to do that more. So um, I'll bring it up because I've been to a couple of the meetings. Um, I know you guys have tried to like outreach more to you know the two other schools, you know, mm -hmm. Holmes and Jeffers near us. So what kind of plans, like if any, do you guys have to want to reach out to them because I've, I've seen you know GI sketches of mm -hmm. what we want to do here but like Holmes for example they've almost taken a step backwards in the whole nature thing because mm -hmm. before I mean you wouldn't know before no. they remodeled the whole school in the playground when I was in elementary school uh -huh. um, they had a like a silent reading homework area whatever it's called and it was this massive um, like treat and air like how we kind of have at the center of high school but like four times the size and it was all nice and shady it was paved with you know all sorts of plants mm. and benches to silently read and stuff at they had that and that was awesome and then when they got you know the grant money mm -hmm. redesigned the school disappeared uh, so uh, i guess my question is then are you guys looking to like reach out to them too at like now or at in some point and you know um probably some point in the future but another thing just to add on to that there was like a class um in homes and they like had to do a scavenger hunt. So they like went outside to look for like sticks and rocks or something and they couldn't find any. 
So they had to like walk all the way over to like behind the intermediate and middle school to find a stick. Uh, wow. Yeah. Just not, oh, that's interesting. Not enough trees or whatever. So t- tell me like on a bigger, so, okay, thanks for understanding. Like, but from a student's perspective and kind of asking you too, Max, like what is the, va- when a teacher takes you outside, what are you, like, why is that a good idea? Like, and I don't mean to be silly, but I'm saying like, cause I think a lot of teachers fears are, distraction uh students are going to get distracted it's going to it's so much more management it's a bigger such a bigger space how do i keep people from just doing their own thing or wandering off or whatever so why like convince me or i don't won't take much for me but convince any other teacher why this is smart to do why we ought to be doing it Um, not only does like being outside in general just like boost people's mood and help with their mental health but it also provides like sort of natural distractions where like in class people are like writing on tables or talking to their friends or going on their phone and outside they can like look at a pretty flower and learn about it even (laughs) if they're not like actively paying attention at least they're still learning something and they're not like writing on tables Uh, yeah okay so right distraction could still happen but to think that students are not distracted in a classroom Mm -hmm. is uh, naive yeah 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 Yeah. and like yeah like during covid the change the change of scenery was so nice i mean all day you know i mean you're in the class too we're surrounded by four whites and black walls red and gray carpet weird ceiling and like and you know the air in here is like now that i've said it to me, it seems like thick and like it's just inside and you know, going outside. It's just nice. It's, it's different. It's, you know, more sensory. Like it's, you just mm-hmm. feel more awake and you're actually like moving and stuff. You know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, but uh, I wonder, yeah, change of scenery, literal scenery mm-hmm. rather than technology. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, might be good and fresh air. I mean, these things are just like sunshine, especially now before it goes away for six yeah. months or whatever in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it sounds smart. So, um, how do people, what do people have to do if they want to get, if they want to join the nature club? Like what you, you said, just could show up, but where, where, when, um, after yeah. school, every Friday throughout the whole year, even in the winter, we go out rain or shine um, in Carl's room. I don't know what his numbers are, but it's like, it's yeah, like right at the end. The, it's right at the junction of the junior hallway and like the media hallway. I guess okay. you, call yeah. it. it's, you, you can't miss it. It is right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Just show up after school Friday and yeah. then you'll be taken on a walk yeah. and have plenty of other people to chat with. Mm-hmm. That sounds really nice. Um, so, all right. So all this is leading to what do you think, Tina? Like all this for you, for you personally, like your sisters are both in college, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to follow that path. Yeah. And do you think it'll be, I mean, it sounds like you are skilled in all kinds of things. Um, the arts, the sciences, do you see yourself going down the road of the sciences or how does that, do you know, or I would like to be able to do both, um, okay. at least in some capacity. I don't really know what that looks like yet, but yeah. I'm passionate about both. And I don't think I could like pick between the two and not feel a little bit guilty. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, sure. I think you can. I mean, I, all kinds of ways to do that, right? I immediately think of, sure, a job in any community theater, but goodness, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, 
maybe uh, there's a play that has yet to be written, which involves uh, science or math that you could uh, become a playwright or something. Who knows? Such cool passions to have. I love it so much. I mean, Tina, I guess, um, so obviously your interest in, you know, all, I mean, all these things we talked about before is high. So I guess when it comes to you know, this nature club, this biology, all that, you said you, a lot of um, it was inspired by your sisters and hearing them talk about it. But I guess for you as, like, as a character, why is it so meaningful? Like, what is the draw for you? I just think it's really cool. And it's like one of the things that brings me joy. Um, so why would I like not explore it more and spend more time doing it when I could like, my other option is to do something that I don't like. <laughs> I, I actually, now that this has been asked, I am curious because I don't know you that well, but I've had the joy of watching you on the stage a little bit and all that. And it seems to me you take joy in all of these things. But what are you using them as an escape from? Like what what is what is difficult or what is, um, where, you know, where you need to get into nature or, you know, stressful for you? What is happening when you're feeling like, Oh, if I could just be on stage or oh, if I could just be on a walk or a hike. Usually it's just like a lot of stuff going on all at once. Um, like tonight I have a paper due and tomorrow I have two tests in a row. And then we're starting. No, we aren't starting a lab this week, but like we're starting a lab soon. Um, so it's just like a lot of stuff going on. And there is a little bit of academic pressure, um, like since the expectation has been set that I will like not only take these advanced courses, but excel in them. And so it's like, can I take a break? And so then uh -huh. going to Nature Club every Friday is sort of like an unwinding take a break time. This is time specifically to relax. Yeah. Such an interesting component about being a student, being a student here, being the youngest of two, two, two sisters, right? Do you yeah. have more? There's, there's a younger brother, too. And the younger brother. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Who I don't know. But, you know, being the younger um, sister of two, you know, two who've graduated and done so well here. So, like, that's a lot. And But so many students, I mean, you're choosing that, though, too, right? Yeah. So it's so important to, it's, it, I'm dealing with this with, um, you know, my own child. She's busy and <laughs> likes to be busy and... Um, but it's also like trying to find that balance. So it sounds like the nature walks, some time in the theater with friends really mm -hmm. provides that balance. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Because it's cool to want a lot and work for it. But boy, if we're not balanced, it can <laughs> unravel pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you found uh, these places for you to, to unwind. That's great. Do you want to ask the final question? I, I would love to. All right, Max. So, um, Tina, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, we're very happy to have you. But before I let you go, there's usually a question we ask all of our um, interviewees before they leave. And um, that is, uh, if you would give anybody, I mean, everybody listening, you know, one piece of advice, I mean, what would that be? Um, so there's kind of a funny story with this. So I'm like a fan of the podcast, so I know about this question. Awesome. Um, and I like, every time I listen to an episode, I would like, would think, what answer would I give? What advice would I give? And I always come up with something really profound. Um, and then I like got my invite and I was like, what advice am I going to give? <laughs> well, Tina, now's your oh, chance. This is your moment. <laughs> We're all hanging out. After much consideration, um, I think my advice is just to remember that there is not a finite amount of joy in the world. So take your joy from everywhere you can get it because the world won't run out. 
Like my being happy doesn't take away from your being happy and your being happy doesn't take away from my being happy. And it doesn't matter if my joy comes from eating a cookie or putting on a whole show. It's still joy and it's still worth having. Beautiful. Um, wow. Beautiful. That, that is exceptionally <laughs> profound. Yeah. I, I love it. I accept. I can be... <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I, I'm going to be happy and let all those around me be happy too. Yeah, it's not a tug of war for happiness. It, we can all just be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks for being here. Really n- nice to get Thank to know you, you a little bit. Thank you for having me. You're right. very welcome. All right. <laughs> See ya. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Follow us at Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Twitter at The Share Chair, and be sure to listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, thesharechairpodcast.com. This has been the Share Chair Podcast. Until next time.